Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder, where the success of your career is our focus. Today on LJN Radio, we're discussing the topic of advancing your career through mentoring. To learn more about how mentoring can boost your career and to discuss tips for being an excellent mentor, I'm talking today with Stacy Harshman. Stacy is an experienced career coach and owner of Your Fulfilling Life, a career coaching company. Thanks for joining me today, Stacy. My pleasure. So today we're talking about mentoring and When it comes to professional development, people often talk about the benefits of having a mentor, whether it be in the workplace or someone who's mentoring you on your career. But on the flip side, what are the benefits of actually being a mentor for someone else? Well, mentoring can even help the mentor's career. There was an interesting study that was done that found mentors were promoted six times more often than their counterparts who were not mentors. And even their salary rose. Salary grades rose 28% compared to 5% for those people who did not mentor. So extrinsically, it helps your career. But intrinsically, there are a lot of rewards too. It's a way to leave a legacy especially as you're getting ready to go on and do something else. It's a way that you can leave with knowing that you've helped somebody else. You're able to share your knowledge and also be a part of someone else's success. So I think there are a lot of benefits to being a mentor. And in your article, you had written about advancing your career through mentoring. You had mentioned the acronym MEMORABLE, um, and this was developed by David Peace. He's the executive vice president for Andros Coggin Bank and an adjunct faculty for Thomas College. And he was using this acronym MEMORABLE to describe the different steps that you need to take in order to be an effective mentor to someone. And I wanted to cover those today. The first one is M, which stands for mutual trust. So how can you help to build trust with your mentee? Well, trust is an important foundation of the whole mentoring relationship. So at the very beginning of the mentoring relationship, it's important that both mentor and mentee get to know each other on a personal basis, far from the titles and job descriptions and as individuals. So the initial conversation should be more about getting to know each other what you bring to the relationship, is sharing your history, your culture, your uniqueness, everything that makes an individual an individual. And then as later as the conversation goes on, I think it's important that both mentor and mentee communicate their desires for the relationship, their needs, and their expectations from the relationship. I think so many mentoring relationships go awry because there are these unspoken assumptions Mm -hmm. and people don't really understand what they want from the relationship. So if you talk about that right away, that goes a long ways into building the trust. And then if there are assumptions that come up, you can talk about those. And I think the last thing is it's important that you both discuss what you are willing and what you're capable of bringing to the relationship so that you have a firm idea of what this relationship is going to take. 
And once you've built that foundation, the mutual trust that needs to exist between the mentor and the mentee, then you can get into the process of expanding and challenging the thinking, which is our next letter in the acronym E. So what are some practical ways that you as a mentor can encourage your mentee to think more critically? Sometimes we think of mentoring as just the mentor giving advice, Mm -hmm. but that really doesn't build the the mentee's decision-making ability. So if the mentor can provide opportunities or the mentor can think through situations, that's going to be so helpful. For example, a mentor might propose a scenario, and instead of giving advice of how he or she might handle it, he or she could ask the mentee how he or she would solve it. And then the mentor can facilitate discussions on both the pros and cons of different approaches. And this way, it really opens it up for the mentees to think through things on their own and to build that decision-making skill. Because I think that is something so important. Sometimes we don't really learn that in school. It's Mm -hmm. learned throughout the job. And this is promoting decision-making skills in a safe environment. I think that's also an important aspect of the relationship, too, that it's not necessarily always the mentor that's giving, but it's actually a give-and-take relationship where both can benefit from the insight of the other. Absolutely. So then once you've challenged their thinking, you can move on to the next letter, which is M, and that's meaningful feedback. What type of feedback should you be giving your mentee on their career and Is there a a time how often you should be giving them this feedback, or is it just kind of what you've decided in the beginning of your relationship? Yes, you're setting that foundation at the very beginning of the relationship, and you're looking at goals. So it just depends on the goals of the mentee, what they would like. So I, I heard of one mentoring relationship where the mentee discussed that they would like to look at career progression. So in this situation, the mentor shared about her career, but then she arranged interviews of other people involved in that same line of work so that the mentor could individually talk to these people and see how their career progressed. So it was a way that the the mentor could give advice, but also facilitate discussions with other people. And that proved to be very effective for the mentee. She was able to see some career paths that she had never even thought of before. So to answer the question, I think it really depends on the goals and desires of the mentee. The next step would be to offer alternatives, which is the O in the acronym. And this kind of relates back to what we were talking about earlier with the, the challenging their thinking and helping to them to expand their skills. How can you help your mentee test their problem-solving skills, particularly when it comes to their career? Decision-making skills are an important thing to develop. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different exercises that a mentor and mentee might participate in together. Some might be looking at case studies, kind of what we've talked about before, looking at different scenarios. Another one might be creating decision worksheets. If you choose one alternative, how does that influence the organization and and looking at those different alternatives and really coming up with a worksheet and then possibly doing a gap analysis. So maybe even looking at SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. 
And this all could be incorporated into developing a mentee's career. And then our next letter would be R, which stands for reflection. What exactly, what particular areas of their professional life should you be encouraging your mentee to reflect on and to think on? Well, I think reflection is a really important part of the mentoring relationship. In our fast-paced world, reflection is something that we don't often take time to do. Mm -hmm. We're so busy trying to get the next thing done that we don't think back on how our decisions have influenced our career. So an effective mentor will help the mentee reflect on significant events in their career, such as their employment choices, perhaps educational choices. And one exercise might be that a mentor may ask a mentee to reflect on the feedback that he received on a previous performance review. So looking at that information, the mentor might ask the mentee to think about what he already knew from that information, Mm -hmm. what was a surprise, and what he's doing differently now as a result of that information. So really, it's looking at past choices in the context of an employment situation and really learning from those choices and how to go forward. And once you've completed these steps with your mentee, you can get to the next level, which are your action plans, or rather the mentee's action plans. How can you go about helping your mentee actually achieve these career goals that they've set? I think there's a lot of ways, but I've identified five different ways that mentors can help mentees. First of all, a mentor is able to spot potential in mentees. I think that is so valuable because mentees are so close to the situation that sometimes they don't even recognize their own talent. And that is definitely a value to having a mentor is a person looking at the mentee and just seeing what they are uniquely gifted with. Number two, mentors help mentees establish a network of professional contacts. And this, again, is so invaluable in the context of progressing your career. A lot of times we need other people to give us ideas, give us vision, give us knowledge, and a mentor can really open up the world of these contacts. Number three, our mentors definitely are a resource providing a repository of information. Most mentors have been in their career years and years and just have expertise flowing out of them. And it's so important for a mentee who is new and experienced in their career to gain from this knowledge. Number four is mentoring really provides accountability. Mm -hmm. Mentees often will have goals, short-term and long-term, but without that accountability, it's really difficult to progress in those goals. So I think that is extremely valuable in having an accountability partner to really talk things through and to have someone to report to (laughs) because... Mm -hmm. We all have goals, but unless we have accountability, it's difficult to maintain that work in it. Right. And finally, effective mentors really have a larger perspective, and they help mentees see the bigger picture of where they fit in into the overall context of the, of the job and the career. So I think those are important areas where a mentor can help a mentee in their career progression. 
And you had mentioned that the mentor has expertise. They tend to have a larger perspective than their mentee. Another characteristic that they usually have is our next letter, B, which is be selfless. So that got me to thinking, is there a certain personality or certain characteristics that you should have in order to be a very effective mentor? I think, first of all, mentors should have the passion and really the desire to help someone learn and grow. They also have to have the time and the energy to devote to mentoring. A lot of people may have the desire, but they just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And time is very, very important. Some other characteristics of effective mentors are really the ability to listen, to provide insight, and to criticize constructively. And that one kind of sounds funny, but constructive criticism is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. As we talked about that meaningful feedback, some of it may be criticizing, but if it's done in a constructive manner, it really does help. Also, mentors are able to teach the practical aspects like we talked about before, those mm-hmm. things that can't be learned in school. And they are setting the examples themselves of how to be an effective employee. So they're really leading by example. And I had mentioned this part earlier, but our next letter, L, is learn from each other. And again, that's the, the case where the mentor isn't always necessarily giving the knowledge. Sometimes they can be gaining knowledge from their mentee. What type of things do you think uh, most mentors can learn from the people that they're mentoring? Well, being a mentor in itself sharpens management, leadership, and interpersonal skills. So just the process of mentoring, you're you're sharpening your skills. Mm -hmm. But on another related side, there is a type of mentoring now called reverse mentoring. And that's where older executives are paired with younger employees on topics such as technology, social media, and current trends. Hmm. So there's that aspect, too, where the younger ones are passing on knowledge in their particular expertise to the traditional mentors. So we're seeing the full circle come around. And from all the research that I've read, that has been very effective. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that before where you might have a younger colleague mentoring an older one. Mm-hmm. But they're finding that's very effective because the younger ones have grown up with technology mm-hmm. and are, are very familiar with it and can teach those skills to perhaps someone who has not grown up with that type of technology. And then the final letter in our acronym is E, which stands for Extend the Development. In every mentor and mentee relationship, there's going to come a point when you've fulfilled your role as mentor and maybe your mentee is moving on to bigger and better things or switching organizations. How can you then help make sure that your mentee is prepared for their next goals or their next steps in their career? I think an important aspect of this is the mentor sitting down with the mentee and really helping him or her plan what the next steps are. So what are the next steps for learning? And perhaps the mentor can even suggest other mentors that can expand the learning for mentees. So just really helping that mentee go on to the next level and plan for it, I think, is an important component. And Stacey, I think you've given us a lot of very helpful insight um, for those who are listening. Maybe they're in management or maybe they're just um, in a leadership role in their company and they're looking to mentor those around them. 
But as we look to wrap up, I just wanted to give you the floor here for the last minute or so just to offer any final words of insight or maybe a final word of advice for those who are looking to become an effective mentor. Well, I find it interesting that mentoring is even found in nature. We know from ecology that a tree planted in an area where there are no other trees is not going to be as strong a tree as one that is planted in an old forest. It's interesting because they've studied younger trees planted in an old forest, and ecologists have found that the roots of the younger tree embed themselves deeper because they're able to follow the pathways of the older tree roots. And then once those tree roots grow, they actually form a system with the older trees in the forest. So there's actually an underground system of roots. So basically, what that means is that the older trees are helping the younger trees become stronger and mature. So I thought that was interesting that even in nature, mentoring works. And the final thing that I would like to leave with the listeners is one of my favorite quotes that relates to both mentoring and trees. It's by Nelson Henderson, and he says, The true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. And with that final bit of insight, we will wrap up this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. We've been discussing the topic of advancing your career through mentoring with Stacy Harshman. You can find out more about her career coaching services by visiting yourfulfillinglife.com. Stacy, thank you again for bringing our listeners your knowledge and experience on this subject. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And as always, we love to hear from our listeners as well. If you have any thoughts on this topic or if you'd like to suggest a subject for us to cover, just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for listening 